Hey, Vanessa. Hey, Michael. All right. So there's something that I think is incredibly funny. I don't think you're going to agree. Probably not. Our kids agree. Then I'm definitely not going to agree that it's funny. People I share this with agree. Then I don't even want to know what it is. Should I tell it before the break? Or the intro? Probably should. I think so. So earlier today, when Vanessa gets on the scale, and now there's a lot of people going, "Uh uh-oh, he's not going there. No, no, I am. This is not funny. It's funny. I, I don't know how many times I've done this to you now, but earlier today, you step on the scale, and I put my big toe on the thing as you're uh-huh. looking down and you don't see it. And I press hard and you get, you go wham, 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 stamp, stomping off the scale. Now I know where our daughter gets it from. You, you are the no, elephant stomper. You were the stomper this morning. And One you go, time. You go, That's the last time I get on the scale with a wet towel. <laughs> I had a towel wrapped around my hair. Thank you. Welcome to Fireproof Your Finances, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duo with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The standard deviation. I mean, I talk about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in. Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event. This philosophy has led Michael and his firm, Legacy Financial Network, to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. Welcome, everyone, to Fireproof Your Finances. I am your host, Michael Markey, with me as she is lovingly each and every week. Doesn't that just sound like an intro to something you don't want to be a part of? My wife, my friend, best friend, really, because I don't have any others. So you by don't. default, you are best friend. Quite frankly, at this point with your whole scale shenanigans, I'm not surprised you don't have friends. Hi, everyone. Wait, you think I would put... Why do you think I'd be friends would be weighing themselves together? That is just an example of the stuff you do to people that you think is funny that are near and dear to your heart. It was funny. Not at all funny. So we've got a big show today. We really do. Yeah, kind of, actually. We've got more content than I think we could ever get through. Yeah, I had to tell you to back it off there, Chucky. Which generally just puts me into sixth gear, and I talk a lot faster. Nope. So tell everyone what we're going to talk about today. Tesla. That's going to be fun. Yes, I know, because you've been talking about the doom and gloom of Tesla for a long time. So... We were in California. We did two shows twice this year. We're in California. And so I think sometimes we sound almost unappreciative of these different conferences, conventions, whatever you want to call them. Conferences. Yes. Yep. But we went twice. We took the equipment with us. First time was not fun. No, because you spent like four days trying to figure out how to get it to work. And we were in Syringe City, USA. 
San Francisco is not considered <laughs> Syringe City, USA, but yes, it was not necessarily my most favorite place I've ever been. If they gave out the award, it would be Syringe City, USA. I know, or Poop City, USA, but anyway. So we are sitting around a fire pit mm-hmm. one night, and a big, you know, a lot of people over there like Tesla. Right. So talk, tell us about what happened at that fire pit. It kind of went downhill, actually. It did, didn't it? Well, because you brought up Tesla and you were like, yeah, it's not going to go anywhere. And everybody turned on you. I said in five years. Now, I didn't expect that it was going to be in five weeks. I don't even think it was five weeks. I think it was like you said that Elon Musk went crazy. (laughs) And I said in five years, there'll be a major shakeup. Right. He will not be running the company or the company will be defunct. Right. And And you basically only base this off of their production issues. Correct their production issues. They weren't meeting their production levels at this point and they were digging themselves into a hole. Well, and there was another fundamental point and that was when you're a disruptor to the industry. So I don't care if it's in radio or music. Now, who was, go back 20 years, who was the disruptor to music? I was only 10 years old. I don't know. It rhymes with rapster. Napster. There it is. This is why we're together. The only reason I know about Napster is from the movie The Italian Job. Really? I know about Napster. I know about, um, what was that other thing? But I'm older. Wasn't Napster that we used to download stuff from? What's the other one? Oh, the where you stole it? Uh-huh. Yeah, we, you should talk about that on the radio. Good idea. So anyway, there's this whole Napster thing. It's a disruptor. Napster also stole stuff from the internet. Let's move on. Right. So, so don't <laughs> judge me. Napster is a disruptor to the music industry. What happens with the company? Where are they at today? They're gone. Zero. They don't even exist. Why? Because Apple comes in. They make iTunes. So if you're a disruptor, you have to have either a head start that others can't catch up or you have to have a technological advantage that others can't replicate. Right. Now, the problem with that is what does Tesla do? They make a electric cars, electric car. Mm -hmm. Can others replicate that now? Yes. So we have other electric cars. Yes. Then I see this company, Jaguar, coming out. Now, it's really an Indian company now, but they're coming out. What does that matter? You don't really think of India is creating the world's best cars. Touche. I mean, who right. goes, hey, is that a quality car? <laughs> Dude, it's made in India. You're like, eh, need you say more. Touche. All right. I'm good. All right. I get you. Let me pay double. Okay. So Jaguar comes out with really, an electric car. Yeah. Not really a British car anymore. Jaguar is not known to be a technological top of the industry anymore. No. In fact, you wait to buy their car for like three years to make sure everything's working properly. Right. They online, they even call Jaguars when they have electrical problems, gremlins. Ouch. So, and not the cute, fuzzy little gremlins that you want to take home to your the, mother. It's the green ones that bubble up after midnight. It's the after midnight gremlins for right. sure. I'm sorry for those of you who don't understand that reference. 1980s movie. How Fantastic. do you understand Napster? Not understand Napster, but you have gremlins. My parents were great. Moving on. So... Jaguar comes out with an SUV that they, not that they dubbed, but the media, and get rid of the right-wing, left-wing stuff. This was like a true media, like a, an actual media. Said it's a Tesla killer. Which is surprising because, again... The media loves Tesla. Yes. Well, A, the media loves Tesla, but B, Jaguar wasn't like, if they came out with a new model, it was like, you should probably let them shake things up for three years. Kind of looks- like when Apple comes out with a new iPhone. Do not go buy it immediately. Wait six months. And then get rid of it six months later because they're going to slow it down. Right. (laughs) 
But so Jaguar comes out with this, and it's this SUV that's just wasting away on the Tesla. It's so fast that Jaguar has said before they release it, they may put a governor on it that limits everything until you take a driving course. If you don't take the driving course, they won't take the... Which is astonishing. Yeah, for especially from that And company. it's also a really nice looking car. Now, Porsche comes out with a what they also said was a Tesla killer before Jaguar. Okay. And they asked the CEO or CFO, COO, whatever it was of Porsche, and they said, is this a Tesla killer? Now, this is important. Now, I saw yeah. this a couple of years ago, about a year and a half. Right. CEO looks at it, or whatever his position was. He goes, who cares about Tesla? He said, this is an electric version of our gas version. Mm-hmm. The only consumer we care about is the one that's sophisticated enough to want to buy. And it's a little egotistical, right? Right. But the one that's astute enough to want to buy our gas-powered car, if they will look at our electric power as a suitable alternative, then it's successful. Right. That's not the same tone they were using a few years ago. Now let's go to Cadillac. Cadillac, we've seen commercials where they have the lane changing assist. They've got the auto driving mm-hmm. thing. They can even park themselves. And I think even the well, lower- we were in that one. We had to get a <clears throat> a vehicle to go somewhere in California. The rear view mirror is no longer a mirror. It's a camera. Right. That was pretty neat, though. But at the same time, from a mom standpoint, because we were in there with some other people. Oh, yeah. You can't and- see the kids. Right. And she goes, I had one of these. My car was getting serviced, you know, whatever. This is mm-hmm. what they had on the lot and I'm driving it. And it is super awkward because I can't look in the rear view mirror to see. And she's got kids about our age, our kids' age. Right. And she's like, it was just very difficult because all I could see was the street. I couldn't see my kids. So until now, I didn't understand <laughs> that reference, but I get it now. Right. So we start talking about Tesla and I said, do they have a technological advantage? Do they have a technological advantage that others can't replicate? No. No. Do they have such a big head start that others can't catch up? No. So we're going to talk about today about the bond prices of Tesla, the stock mm-hmm. price of Tesla. We're even going to introduce a new segment that you and I have talked about that may get us sued. We're going to call it the <laughs> satire interviews. Right. Hopefully, hopefully it doesn't get us you, you sued. Oh, it's us. We're in this together. Uh-huh. Welcome. <laughs> okay. We're going to talk about how we're in the longest bull market in U.S. stock market history. Mm-hmm. I can't emphasize that enough because I see it face-to-face to people all the time. Somebody asked me today, should I be adding? Should we be pulling back? I said, well, it's mm-hmm. the longest bull market in U.S. stock market history. And they looked at me and they go, it is? I go, yeah, it is. And they go, so we should pull out. I go, No. No, because it's not going to go up from here. They said, should we pull out? I said, no. Well, that sounds counterintuitive. I want make sure. Bring me back on topic if we don't hit that. All I need is like a minute and a half. We'll make sure to answer that for everyone. AKA five minutes. But let's take a quick break. Before we do, remember, you can connect with us at Fireproof Show on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Dot. No dot. Dot com. Just Twitter at Fireproof Show. At Fireproof Show. For all of the technically inclined people with your apps, just at Fireproof Show. Yes. At FireproofShow.com. We're going to take a quick break. (laughs) Mike Markey is full of information, but as you probably already know, he gets so excited to give out that information that he speaks at about 900 words per minute with gusts up to 1,300. Now's your chance to get that information at your own pace. 
Mike has written a book called Fireproof Your Retirement, which can be found on Amazon. It covers many of the same topics we cover during the show, including income planning, asset allocation, gifting, taxes, and much more. As you know, Mike is all about paying it forward. That is why 100% of the proceeds go to local fire departments. Once again, that's Fireproof Your Retirement by Michael Markey, which can be found on Amazon.com. Welcome back, everybody, to Fireproof Your Finances. So if you're just joining us, mm-hmm. we are talking about Tesla. Or more specifically, Elon Musk. Right. Kind of crazy, Elon Musk. So we talked about how we've talked about, I think we've even done a show on this before, where we said this isn't, if you're a disruptor, if you're a disruptor to an industry, you either have to have a technological advantage mm-hmm. or you have to have a major head start so others can't catch you. Right. We talked about Napster. They had a head start, but not the technological advantage. Not a big enough head start. Apple catches them and Napster no more. Right. Well, and Napster was, you could download stuff illegally. So they weren't exactly the golden poster child for artists' work. But they are the disruptor that created, it paves the way for It created streaming, basically. Yes. Yes. So, Tesla, you've talked about how for being a genius... He's, He's not that impressive. Right. What brings you to that point? I think it's going to be something a lot of our audience shares. I've, I mean, I've watched some of his interviews. Mm-hmm. And for as an intelligent of a person as people assume him to be, based on all the things that he've, he's done, and maybe, maybe I'm looking at this wrong. I mean, you've got plenty of people in the um, Let's engineering department. Let's just say he's very department. intelligent. Yes, just fine. Just go that way. He just can't articulate things. Mm-hmm. Like he talks and it's like, what are you doing? dude? Or like, when are you going to get to it? Right. And he, I just feel like for somebody who is super in, as intelligent as he is, he just does not explain himself well. Now, where I thought you were going to go was some of the antics, like tweeting about the company is going private. Right. Which is illegal. Like that's like common sense. Correct. He's now got the SEC up his... You know what? Well, he's got a $20 million fine. Right. He just got, yeah, he just got slammed. Okay, fine. He's paid it. But then he goes and I just watched something. He just went on Joe Rogan's um, Podcast. podcast, which is also videotaped. Right. And had all of this erratic behavior. Like, I didn't even, I didn't watch it, but it was like he pulled out some samurai thing and went crazy with Mm -hmm. that and um, pulled something else out. And then openly smokes weed, right? Openly smokes weed, which I guess in his defense and what people are saying is it's legal in California. So it's really not that big of a deal. But it's like if you're trying to give an interview for something and you're trying to come off as an intelligent business person who's running multi million to billion dollar companies. Pause a struggling business. Well, it's struggling now. No, no, no. It was before a business that hadn't turned a profit in 15 quarters. Okay. There's a movie called, what is it? It's a baseball movie. It's with Bull Durham. Now, Kevin Costner, don't judge me. I know. It's your favorite actor. It really isn't. But anyway. Every movie that you're like, oh, I love this movie. Kevin Costner. Anybody who wants to get Mike anything, just send him a wait, Kevin wait, Costner wait, movie. Captain Ron. Well, that doesn't have Kevin Major Costner. League. I've not watched Major that League one. Two. Not watched that one. Major League Three. Not watched that one. 
Anyway, okay, so Simpsons. outside of those four movies, I'm pretty sure Kevin Costner's done a guest spot on The Simpsons too. But moving on. Continue. Bull Durham. So he he's a catcher and he is it's a baseball movie. And he's coaching this pitcher. And the pitcher wants to walk around with these gangly, moldy, mildewy sandals. And he goes, I don't remember the guy's name, but he's like, when you hit the show, you can wear whatever you want. But for now, you're going to do it my way. When you haven't made a profit in 15 quarters, you, right. t- you tow the line. Right. You don't go crazy on Twitter and in interviews and have this erotic behavior that people are saying you're doing X amount of drugs at home right. in front of them. Like you get your stuff together. Okay, let's get into the specifics of why maybe some of the fundamentals, the math says there's issues going on and why this might not be a good investment for you. Okay. I go to, I want to talk about an article from CNN Money or CNN Business. It's titled, Goldman Sachs says there's more trouble ahead for Tesla. It's from September of 2018. Now towards the end, and I'm going to go towards the end because a lot of times we're so inundated now with social media that we give it a quick little glance at the beginning. Right. We never get to the end. Right. And quite frankly, the best part of this article, like the meat of this article is the last three paragraphs. It is. So it says, however, doubts remain that Tesla can scale up or even maintain that production rate. They're talking about producing enough cars to actually turn a profit. Right. Now, the third quarter of 18, they did. But they're saying doubts remain. Can they do it or can they maintain it? Then they go on to say it's a major issue because Tesla is sitting on a ton of debt. And the bills are due soon. Net debt, debt minus cash, has nearly doubled to $9.2 billion over the past year. Goldman Sachs says Tesla's balance sheet is concerning, quotations, for an auto company. The firm noted that about $7.5 billion of Tesla's debt is coming due by 2022. Right. So now, basically it, everything they have right now is debt. However, we go, now it says net of net of cash mm-hmm. go forward that's about 11 billion of debt okay now i found another article now it's from forbes and this is where it becomes hard for our listeners for anybody not familiar with this we were talking about a weight loss article you and i were reading and i go it sounds great until you get to the fine print well no it wasn't even fine print i said it sounds great but I bet if we gave it to a trainer, they would just rip this thing apart. But to me, right, it sounds great. It makes sense. Right. Here's one from Forbes. The one reason Tesla bonds could be a rewarding investment. And by the way, guess where you need to go? To the All bottom. the way to the bottom. Right. So this is basically a contradictory article to the one that we just read. Mm-hmm. So it says Tesla's market cap. Now, do, uh, how many of our listeners do you think understand when we say market cap? Probably not much because I'm not entirely sure what it is either. Take your stock price times number of shares available. Okay. Market cap. Gotcha. Okay. It's $45 Okay. So Tesla holds a lot of that stock themselves. Oh, I didn't know that. Now, what they're saying here, which is interesting, currently Tesla has four times as much in market cap as its total debt. Even if the stock were cut in half to about 130, it would still have twice as much market cap as debt. By the way, that's $130 a share. Yes, thank you. You just said, cut it in half to 130. (laughs) Assuming that it doesn't raise any more debt. Okay. Now, market price, depending on the day, it obviously hovers, right? Mm -hmm. 
but let's go with that it's about I don't know. Let's go about a hundred or let's go know, about three hundred and thirty dollars. Okay. Okay. And when I looked on I'm trying to see what this was from the website is Nasdaq, but it was analyst research. More analysts are saying this is a buy than a sell. Okay. So the majority are saying it's either a hold or a buy. And by majority, it looks like based on this detailed recommendation, about two thirds are hold or buy split equally between buy and sell. Okay. You see what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Let's look at bond price. Now, what's the difference between a bond and a stock? A bond, you are a debt holder. You're first in line. If the company goes under, they got to pay you. Right. You get to liquidate. Right. Stockholder, you're an equity position. That means you're a part owner. Right. They go under, you get nothing. Yeah, you lose it all. There's a disparity between the bond price and the stock. Okay. That really shouldn't happen. But it's been happening with Tesla for quite a while. Right. Let's go ahead and take our last break. Before we do, remember you can find us at Fireproof Show on Twitter.com. Just Twitter. And I know that one of our, we've got four or five workshops. I guess it's five workshops coming up this month. One already booked up. Okay. But we've got four more available. Go to LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. It's LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. You can learn about this stuff. We'll talk about behavioral finance there. And we're going to talk about Social Security and how to make Social Security work together as a couple, as an individual, how to use spousal benefits, how to use it with other retirement benefits, how to get more out of Social Security in a way that's not intimidating, in a way that's unconfrontational. Go to our website or call us at 616-589-4004, 616-589-4004. Let's take our last break and then we'll be right back. The ups and downs of the stock market can be exciting, but not if you're near or in retirement. Predictable returns may not be exciting, but your needs tend to change later in life. When you are ready for a relatively more predictable financial plan, call Legacy Financial Network. We focus on crafting effective financial strategies. You can get your adrenaline rush elsewhere. Give our office a call at 855-LF-NETWORK or visit us at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. All right, and welcome back, everyone, to our final segment of Fireproof Your Finances. So we're running out of time fast. Yeah, we are. I want to talk about, before we go, I want to get to a video. We're not going to get to the interview and a few other things, but I want to talk about bond prices. Mm -hmm. So a bond price, you're first in line. The company goes under. You're first in line to get assets. Right. So we've got a period where the value of Tesla stock, is not moving in the same direction as the value of their bonds. Okay. In other words, looking from, I think it was April of this year, mm -hmm. the bond price started about $91 for every hundred. Okay. Meaning it was already selling at a 9% discount. Okay. But as of the end of the month, as of 1030, it was at $87. So it's okay. gone down a little bit. Right. But if I look also at 413, if I look at their stock price as an example, from there, it was around 300. So it's up about 10%. Okay. So what does that mean? That means stockholders who are second in line, 
the company goes under, I'm not saying they're going to. I'm just saying if it went under, right? Right. They likely get almost nothing. Right. They're second to the dinner table. Mm-hmm. But they've raised the value of the stock. So, so technically they should be getting something. No, they're saying that I'm willing to take less profit per dollar of my investment. Oh, okay. Now, bondholders are saying, uh-uh. Now, bondholders aren't going to be generally younger people. They're not going to be people like you. They're not normal people. They're institutions, right? Okay. So bondholders at the beginning were saying, nope, we want, even though here's the interest rate you were giving us, let's just call it 5%. It was more than that, but let's just say it was five, right? Right. They're saying, nope, I'm only going to give you like $91 out of 100 on that because I want the rate to be better. And this thing has bounced around. Like a lot. Like this chart is all over the place. In the but it's about 2% year. down from where it started. Right. So I've got the stock price up 10 from where it started, April 13th of this of 2018. Mm-hmm. I've got the bond price down 2%, okay. meaning bond investors are saying we need more yield, more rate of return per dollar of investment. Okay. So stock is saying I need less return per dollar investment. And Bond is saying, I need more. So they're contradicting each other. Exactly. That shouldn't happen. That's an anomaly. Right. Which is why everybody is saying that Tesla's in trouble. So now let's go to this video. We only have a minute or two from CNBC, how taxpayers boosted Elon Musk and Tesla. Visionary technologist. His projects shoot for the moon or literally Mars. But how have government policies and taxpayer money boosted his businesses? His major companies have all had significant government support in one form or another. Let's start with Tesla. Tesla has inked north of $2 billion in federal and state subsidies in recent years. For a company that has yet to turn a yearly profit in almost a decade as a public company, the number is significant. Now they go on to say that there's other companies that also get subsidies. Right. But again... $2 billion in government subsidies and you still can't turn a profit. To, yeah. To a company that hasn't turned a profit in over a decade. Right. Now let's go to here. And that $2 billion number doesn't include the federal electric vehicle tax credit that consumers get. The $7,500 credit has made Tesla's electric cars about $1.5 billion cheaper in aggregate for consumers in the U.S. So take the $2 billion they already got and add $1.5 billion. Now we can make it $3.5 billion. Right. Tack that on to their $11 billion of debt. Right. For a company who hasn't made a profit. Now, on top of the federal, they'll tell us here in a minute, we'll fast forward, that there's state credits as well. Some states even have extra incentives on top of that. The federal credit is phasing out for Tesla starting in 2019. Three quarters, or, uh, well, one and a half is three quarters of the two, but one and a half billion of these subsidies, and then add the state. Mm-hmm. Arguably, you'd say there's another at least half a billion. Mm-hmm. So half of all of this subsidy is starting to just blow away. So basically, any money that they could have made on their cars is going away. Disruptor. You need to get the head start. They didn't get it. Big disruptor. Last part. Also, federal fuel economy standards have helped Tesla's bottom line. Oh, this is the one that gets me. I didn't think we were going to do this show until I saw this part of the video. Okay. This got me. I don't know why, but this got me. 
Automakers that sell gas-guzzling cars can buy credits from electric vehicle makers like Tesla to comply with regulations. Tesla said it made more than $830 million in revenue from 2015 to 2017 selling these credits. So I'm on the fence of these whole, we pay for better energy, cleaner energy, let's make the world better stuff. Okay. Okay. I can get a good argument and be against it. I can get a good argument before it. Mm-hmm. And then I see this. That they actually make a profit off of other... Whoa, I don't even care they make a profit. The whole reason we gave you a... Subsidy. Subsidy. We didn't get to it in this video where they also got cheap loans. And they mm-hmm. paid them off early. Cool. But the reason we're doing all this is for clean energy. And then we still give you gas-guzzling credits... That you sell off? Right. So all of our tax dollars to create greener, cleaner energy, and then you sell this off. He's not yelling at you, by the way. Oh, I'm mad. On that note, we don't have any more time. But basically, the point of this is, is it's all hypocritical. It just doesn't even benefit anything. Right. And I wonder if this company will be around. I said five years. They've already had a major major shakeup. I think they get gobbled up in a year or so by another major automaker. So until next week, we are your hosts, and this has been another episode of Fireproof Your Finances. God bless. This has been Fireproof Your Finances. For more information, contact Michael J. Markey Jr. of Legacy Financial Network. Call toll-free at 855-LF-NETWORK or online at Legacy Financial Network. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.